Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is hour two of the Nightcap live from the Circus Sportsbook. Jeff Parles, Tim Murray with you. And uh, boy, oh boy, that was, uh, that was something here tonight. 110 to 88, your final score. And it wasn't the Milwaukee Bucks, the blah. How many people... If you had not seen a second of this game, Jeff, and you knew Trey Young was not playing, 110 to 88, you would have said, yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right that the Bucks would do that to the Hawks. No, no, no. Contraire, mon frere. It was all Hawks. Then Giannis gets hurt. Then a run ensues for the Atlanta Hawks. And we've got ourselves a 2-2 series. The Bucks tonight, 8 of 39 from 3. Five for 23 from three in the first half. The Hawks stepped up. Their role players, Lou Williams, who's not a normal starter, as you made mention to in the first ha- uh, in the first hour, which is absolutely spot on. He steps in, 21 points, leads all scorers tonight. Bogdanovich hits six three-pointers tonight, finishes with 20 points. Clint Capella, 15 points, seven rebounds. Got poked in the eye late in the game, so we'll keep an eye on that. And then Kevin Herter really didn't play all that well uh, when you when you think about shooting from three, which is his specialty. He was 0 for 6 before hitting a three late in the game. They had Chris Dunn playing in this game. Cam Reddish played 23 minutes. And they dominated from start to finish. And now we can't even speculate, Jeff, what a line will be for game five because we don't know the severity of the hyperextended left knee. Giannis yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see a line for Game 5 or a line for the series until tomorrow. That would be my anticipation here, Tim. You can't make a line. You don't know. I mean, 
We don't know what Trey Young's status is. How can you realistically make a line for Game 5 when you don't know if the two best players are going to be on the floor or not? Even though I will say, if you're going with the assumption that both are not playing, you got to imagine the line's going to still be pretty similar to what it was tonight with with no Young, uh, at least with the game being in Milwaukee. I would imagine it'd be 5.5, five, five, so a little less than it ended up being at least before Young was ruled out. Yeah, if Trey Young doesn't play, that's right. that's and, and that's if both of them don't play. Giannis right. And if Trae. Giannis and, and Trey, too early to speculate, but yeah, I mean, your hunch would have to think with that knee the way it bent, he likely won't play. But I mean, uh, hoping for the best because this off season has I'm not gonna say cursed, but man, it's just it's bizarre and and and. I know there's going to be plenty of people, whoever ultimately wins this championship, whether it's the Clippers, whether it's the Suns, whether it's the Bucks or the Hawks, you know, that, oh, they, they weren't true champions. Hey, man, you didn't write the rules. Sometimes people just get hurt. It's, it's been a crazy, crazy year. By the way, Wes Reynolds uh, going to jump on here, get his thoughts on, on what we just witnessed. And uh, I'm sure there's some golf this weekend. Where's golf being played this weekend, Jeff? Somewhere? Yeah, I'm sure somewhere. Um, we'll uh, we'll talk to Wes here. Uh, rock, rock, rock and, they're in Detroit this weekend. Uh, Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk to Wes about that uh, here in a little bit. No, 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 in Colorado. It is, uh, it is gone. Herman Mar- Marquez does not get a no-hitter, uh, but does he close it out? Yeah, complete game shutout. One hitter for Marquez tonight, but does not get the no-no. Kae Tom with the hit to break it up. Good for you, Pirates. Didn't get no hit. Tonight. Mr. Tom was hitting 131 on the season oh. before uh, before oh, that hit. Man. By the way, <laughs> the eight-hole hitter, the eight-hole hitter for the uh, for the Pirates gets it done. Uh, but Marquez does get the complete game shutout, one hitter, and uh, throws just 92 pitches. Eight nothing your final score for the Colorado Rockies. But we remain at seven no hitters so far this year. In the nine-inning variety, of course, we had that eight-inning. By the way, don't look now. Those pesky Baltimore Orioles, ladies and gentlemen. The <laughs> dogs, man. You know, they lose a million games in a row, Jeff. They're minus 300, or sorry, plus 268. Buyback minus 300. And they're winning right now. So we'll keep our eyes on that. Dodgers and Giants underway as well. It's the nightcap hour two. Here we go. It is the Nightcap Hour 2, live from the Circus Sportsbook, June 29th. Usually, it is the dog days of summer, but today, we had ourselves an Eastern Conference Finals game, and boy, did it not impress. It it impressed for Atlanta Hawks fans. It impressed for Atlanta Hawks backers, and uh, they were able to get the win. Big storyline, though, and the question that remains, another star goes down, and no, I'm not talking about Trey Young. Yes, he didn't play. Giannis. Atetokounmpo goes down, hyperextended left knee, was ruled out after that hyperextension took place in the third quarter. He walked back to the bench, Jeff, then walked back to the locker room, uh, rightfully so. And uh, that is uh, that 22-point victory tonight for the nine-point underdog 
Atlanta Hawks at home. That series even at two games apiece. And let's bring in Wes Reynolds, who you see all over the place here on VEASAN, also co-host of The Long Shots uh, right here on VEASAN. Uh, Wes, let's start with what we just witnessed. And, you know, I, I want to I leave out the Giannis injury here for, for just a moment because, you know, that's the, the, the big storyline. I, I thought it was an absolute embarrassing first half from the Milwaukee Bucks. You're, you're full go. You're facing a banged-up Hawks team that you're better than without Trey Young. You're a six-point uh, favorite with Trey Young on the floor, and you came out with that effort, scoring 38 points. Um, I know there's a lot of questions about Budenholzer. Um, you know, you can't put all the blame on a, on a head coach, but uh, to me, that first-half effort, man, for a team that was uh, is... is you know, as of today, odds-on to win the NBA Finals. That was just, that was hard. It's hard, one of those things, uh, Wes, to, to, to take the mouthwash and get that, mouth, uh, that bad taste out of your mouth because that was just wretched in the first half. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Tim. And, of course, uh, my first half Bucks money line parlay with the baseball favorite that got there easy tonight is now no good <laughs> because I, I thought that they were going to come out better. I thought, yeah. okay. Now it's time. Go for the throat right now. That's what you have to do. And this is when I thought Trey Young was at least going to try to give it a go. And he, of course, did not tonight. And, you know, you do have to put – a lot of it is going to fall on Budenholzer. And it absolutely should. I thought Nate McMillan absolutely outworked him tonight. I thought, you know, Nate is the guy that took over this job on March 1st. And to do what he has done with this team – and to have these guys step up without Trey Young, and look, sometimes you get that, what we always call when we talk about it on Beeson, when you get an injured star, you get that fallen hero game. So, like, that's not a surprise because we see that all the time, really, throughout sports. But it's a surprise tonight considering the production that you got from everybody. You knew somebody had to step up. And look, Bogdanovich is not 100%. And he scores 20 points and goes plus 25 in the plus minus. Lou Williams, 21 points. Clint Capella, 15 points. Clint Capella's had a really rough series defensively because I think the Bucks in non-garbage time minutes were like 70% at the rim, and he's just had a rough time. Kevin Herter, 15. Gallinari, 10. Cam Reddish, 12, who hasn't really put up very much this series. And that the Milwaukee effort was just absolutely horrible, and that's what you – that's why you totally can't buy into the box because we've seen this before. This is finally the year where Philadelphia is cleared out. Brooklyn is cleared out. This is their year. They make these finals. They're going to go to the NBA finals. And now they're in an absolute dogfight. Who knows what Giannis's status is going to be. Milwaukee tonight from three, eight of 39. And I kind of had to laugh when I was watching this game guys, because uh, look, uh, I'm an Indiana guy. I love Reggie Miller and what he did as a player for us in Indianapolis. But when Kevin Herter hit that three, I think it was about the 420 mark of the fourth quarter, and that put Atlanta up by 24 points. And Reggie's like, that's the nail in the coffin. He's <laughs> like, really, Reggie? That's the nail in the coffin, huh? Yeah, it is. So it wasn't over before that when, when these guys – when, you know, Bobby Portis and all these guys are tripping over their own feet. So I guess it wasn't over before that. So uh, at least Portis's uh, points, rebounds, and assist prop got there. But this was a very ugly game from a betting standpoint and from a watch if you're a Bucks fan. Yeah, Wes, I'll veer off of this game tonight and look to, to tomorrow uh, for you here. 
Uh, Clippers a pick. Suns uh, are now Clippers actually getting a point now at DraftKings, uh, hosting Phoenix. Uh, With the chaos that has ensued throughout this postseason, Wes, I'm looking at the Clippers tomorrow night. What are you going to do with that game tomorrow, if anything? I guess why the heck wouldn't you look at the Clippers? I was talking about this on the My Guys show with Danielle Alvarez today. And look, you have no Leonard. You don't have Serge Ibaka. And this is the series where you really finally miss Serge Ibaka, where it kind of hits you in the face. It's like, man, we really need this guy against DeAndre Ayton. But yet DeAndre Ayton has gone absent in the series. I think they're minor, they've been outscored by 42 points when Ayton's on the floor. He's got the worst plus minus. And he is the most exploitable matchup for Phoenix because now that you don't have Zubach and who knows if he's going to be back tomorrow, you've already seen enough out of DeMarcus Cousins that he can't play defensively. Now, he can give you a spark when Dario Saric is in the game and that, that second unit in the second quarter, and you saw him get 15 points last night. But, look, uh, what I've seen from the Clippers, it's kind of like, okay, they got him right where they want him. Like, Ty Lue is always slow on the initial game plan, and we've seen that now in three series in these playoffs. And then he kind of figures it out after two games. It's like, maybe don't spot these guys two games, and if you can figure it out from game one from the opening tip, that'd be great. But I do think the Clippers have a little bit of momentum here. Phoenix, despite the fact that they're 3-2, they have not been great. You've got Aiton with the bad plus minus. You've got Crowder with the bad plus minus. Chris Paul has not really shot the ball very well. And now you've got Phoenix, Jeff, in this spot where it's like, uh, you know, it's kind of the uh, the uh, the butt-puckering time, if you will. I don't know how to phrase it any better, <laughs> but that's essentially what it is. And I think you know where I'm going is that they've never been here before. And the Clippers have had these experiences where, where a lot of times they've fallen flat on their face where they're up against it. But they've come out strong, not only in the Dallas series, but in the Utah series. And I actually think the Clippers probably ought to be a small favorite in this game. I mean, it's essentially a coin flip at this standpoint. I think that's what the market is doing. I think what you're seeing, sometimes the bookmakers will do this. They will put a number out there and let's say pick, because I know that's where it is where you guys right now are at Circus Sports right behind you in the studio. And it's like, okay, this is what we're going to put the line. You decide is the better where it's going to go. Because you're seeing a couple places like BetMGM got Phoenix minus one. Station Casinos has the Clippers minus one. I think the Clippers is one, one and a half point favorites. It's probably a fair line. That is where I'm leaning. I want to see what's going to happen with this total, though, because I think if Zubach plays, I would actually like the under a little bit more because they found something with Zubach. I think it was in game four when he had 15 and 16, and then he didn't play last time. So, you know, the Clippers, that small lineup was able to get it done, and that is really their core lineup, but I, I think that they've got to have at least some kind of size. You don't have to have them play a ton of minutes, but I think that they're going to want to do something. But where is DeAndre Ayton's head right now? Mm-hmm. The fact that he was like this double-double machine, and he got a double-double last time out, but it was like it was an autoplay for the first few games. It's like playing his points and rebounds over, and it was cashing every time, and then it gets adjusted, and then he has that game he had the other night. Yeah, and that's the thing too. I mean, his his over on points was uh, was an auto play. I, I'm curious, Wes, as we're talking to Wes Reynolds, see him all over the place. My guys in the desert earlier today with Danielle uh, at Wes Reynolds one on Twitter. I, I'm a big Monty Williams fan, and it's it's not just that he went to Notre Dame. I just think he's a good coach. Um, you know, maybe unlike the guy on the bench uh, in Milwaukee tonight. I I feel like 
if Zubats is out, they, they got to emphasize DeAndre Ayton. But I, I thought you brought up a good point because, you know, at the end of the Lakers series, and, and we know that the Lakers were banged up, but this, this Suns team kind of flexed and said, you know, we're, we're not afraid. We're not scared of, of, of the Lakers and LeBron. You know, we're we're going to win this. Now it's, you know, it's, it's 3-2, but it, it, it feels kind of like an even series. It, it does... Uh, it, it does feel like that tightness might set in. And, it, you know, it's crazy. I, it doesn't feel like the Suns can win this series tomorrow. I don't know why I have that feeling, but, um, you know, they win. They're on to the NBA Finals. They're that close. They could have done it the other night. But to your point, you know, 84-80 to 80 the other night uh, in Los Angeles, just an, an ugly game. So uh, I'm curious the game plan, um, you know, Arash Markazi was on the show yesterday, and, and his inclination was that Zubats won't play uh, the rest of this series. So if that's the case, do you think DeAndre Ayton, if you're Monty Williams, you you got to emphasize DeAndre Ayton and try to get him involved early and often? Yeah, you would certainly think so, Tim. And, and really, when you watch the Phoenix Suns sometimes, and I know this of having that dropped on this guy a couple times in the playoffs, they don't really run a lot of stuff for DeAndre Ayton. You know, a lot of it is kind of like he's just kind of staying out of the way, gets rebounds, mm-hmm. gets put back and dunks. But, you know, they kind of ran a little bit for him in games one and game two, and they were successful at it. But somehow the Clippers go into this small lineup. That has really been their best lineup, ironically enough, despite the fact that you have no size to go up against this guy, to go with the Jackson, PG, Nick Batum, and also Marcus Morris, and now Terrence Mann lineup. And Terrence Mann is another guy, too. He's a guy that's going to have to step up. I know Morris and Reggie Jackson had nice games to go along with Cousins' contribution, and then obviously what Paul George did goes without saying. But Terrence Mann has been kind of the guy that's really been hit or miss now that he's gotten more minutes without Kawhi being on the floor. He's either been a big hit like he was in the final game of the Utah series, or he was like he was the other night where he only, I think he was like two of eight for four points or he had very low points, just did not get a lot of run in that game. So he's going to be, I think, the X factor here. And, and honestly, Tim, I, I heard you guys when we were coming in kind of joking. I'm almost more certain about betting NBA draft props right now than I am betting NBA games, to be honest with you, with, with all of these injuries. So, well, you know, Wes, I'm all in on that. Uh, we got it. I'm all in on Jalen Green going number two, some plus money out there. I think there's some uh, – if I if we could get some spots in town to get a little Jalen Green number two, I'm I'm in on that because I, I don't know why Houston would go after a guy like Evan Mobley. They already have him and Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I maybe that's going to be a trade out spot for Houston because <laughs> yeah. when you're at Houston, you obviously need help everywhere. Yep. So you know, with the exception of Christian Wood, like he's somebody to build around, but you need somebody else. Uh, but. Look, with, with these NBA playoffs, because we always see the big market teams and it's always the same teams. It's always the Celtics or the Lakers or the Bulls in the 90s. We're kind of the bane of the Pacers' existence for so many years. And then we scream for parity, and we get parity finally, and look at what we've got right now. We, <laughs> I, I have absolutely – you're saying, okay, when we do like these segments of, what would you bet for the NBA championship? Well, number one, nothing, because you're not going to get a very good number right. late in the season. But it's like, I have no idea who's going to win this title right now. I felt the Clippers were the team to beat in the West, and now they're facing elimination yet again. And then seeing this Atlanta-Milwaukee series, 
And I knew that this wasn't going to be easy for Milwaukee, but I thought it was kind of going to be a good five, maybe a good six-game series, where it was going to be competitive, but Milwaukee, you know, water finds its level. Atlanta kind of gets up against it, and it's like, this is just too much too soon for this young team with an interim coach. And now, who knows what's going to happen with with Giannis. I, I haven't heard anything on his status. I know he did not return, and whenever Trey Young is going to get back, I thought Trey Young was going to play tonight. Me too. I thought, okay, he's got to give it a go. You know, they're down two to one. You're at home. He's got to give it a go. This line, he doesn't play. The line gets adjusted eight and a half or nine. And this was easy pickings for Atlanta. So, you know, the overreaction, I guess we get, it's almost like you just want to play against the overreactions because that's what I did in that Clippers Jazz series when Kawhi was out. If you remember that game, when it was two and a half, it went all the way eight to and eight and a half on the close. Yep. Yeah, so three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And I'm somebody that's a believer that there are key numbers in basketball. I know we talk about them in football with the three and the seven and whatnot. There are key numbers in basketball, especially in the NBA. So it's almost like you just play against the overreaction and you're going to catch tickets. Uh, quickly here, uh, Malika Andrews of ESPN reporting that Giannis is going to undergo further imaging on the left knee tomorrow. So it is still the same. We don't know what the status of Giannis is going to be uh, moving forward. Wes, we have about a, about a minute here. It's, uh, it's the uh, Tim Murray's favorite part of the program. Footy the, time. The time where I ask a question about the Euros. Uh, England advances 2-0 over Germany today. Ukraine wins in extra time against Sweden to complete the round of 16. Now into the final eight. Wes, have you uh, looked into what, what you're doing yet in the round of eight or if you're hopping in the futures market with eight teams left? Yeah, I, I haven't hopped in as of yet. I was actually taking a look at that. And I think justifiable favorite, Jeff in terms of England, just on the basis of their draw. But if you look at them and watch them play, they win grinders. And it's like, this team doesn't look like the best team in Euro 2020. And I don't think that they are, but they have such a favorable draw. And that's why you're seeing them at two to one or 11 to five, basically in the market. I think the Italians are probably the best team remaining here at four to one, but this has been so unpredictable. I had the one future I bet was Portugal and, I thought that they had a chance to get a good draw here, and they got eliminated right away. So if I was looking at one of the three favorites, it would be Italy at 4-1. to one. He is Wes Reynolds. You see him all over the place. You read his fine work and point spread weekly. Check him out, long shots as well. Wes, appreciate you jumping on last minute. You got it, guys. Name time. There he is, Wes Reynolds at Wes Reynolds 1, co-hosting My Guys in the Desert earlier today. Uh, didn't know he was a big... Uh, footy guy but that shouldn't surprise he, he, he knows everything he knows everything come on he does he, he <laughs> does know everything uh we'll uh we'll recap what we know from bucks and hawks hawks winning that game going away Giannis gets hurt the latest from uh reporters there in atlanta what mike budenholzer had to say after the game it is the nightcap here on vsin i'm dr sanjay gupta cnn's chief medical correspondent and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Funny because it's pain. <laughs> so Jeff, oh man, this postseason, I have made. No, I've made more. I, I did make a good series play with the Hawks as minus one twenty favorites against the Knicks. Got off to a good start. Good start. Also in the first round, I made another good play. Nuggets plus two, what was it, 280? I don't know, but you you the better price than I did. You okay. Got it right. Man, smart guy over here. Here comes the pain. Lakers, after game one loss, minus 110. They got up to minus 900 before ultimately losing that series. I took the Philadelphia 76ers. Down 1-0 to Atlanta. Got that at minus 130. Didn't get a great number. Uh, JVT, I think, got it at, you know, pick them. I don't know what the peak of that was, but it was Philly pretty significantly favored. And then I got Milwaukee after they lost game one, Jeff, at minus 150. Remember, we were on the air. That popped up. And Rex Byers... At Westgate, even said, I made a mistake. It should be higher. And then and, and he corrected it. It was minus 200. They were minus 1,400 at the Westgate. Minus, minus, minus 2,000 2, at DraftKings. <laughs> and now it's 2-2. And who knows 
Who knows the deal with Giannis? Um, man. Wow. 110-88, the final score tonight. Hawks win. Even the series up at two. Um, read again what uh, Malika Andrews uh, tweeted out not too shortly ago on uh, what's the latest with Giannis. Nothing, yeah. nothing too extraordinary here. Yeah, expected to undergo further imaging on his left knee tomorrow. That's it. That's all we know. Uh, Eric Name, who covers the Bucks for the Athletic, tweeted this out. Uh, Budenholzer, after the game, no further update on Giannis. Quote, he was in the locker room with the guys and addressed the team. So, there you go. Nothing, uh, nothing from Coach Bud. Uh, maybe you should be asked, you know, why was your team so ill-prepared for this game? And why was there no effort in that first half? Maybe he was asked that. But right now, the story is, uh, is focused on Giannis. I thought you posed an interest, or Aaron, I can't remember, came in. Hypothetically, this is a hypothetical. Giannis ruled out for the series, Trey Young back in. What does the series price become? Because I am of the assumption, if that were the case, Hawks would be a favorite, I don't think a significant favorite, because still two games in Milwaukee, and Trey is by far and away the best player, but how healthy is he? But he's still the best player. But you can make an argument, even though how poorly they played tonight, that the Bucs do have the next two best players in Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. I would make, I would think the Hawks would be, in that scenario, 2-2, two, two, two games in Milwaukee. They'd be a favorite at home in game six. I'd make Milwaukee, uh, Atlanta minus... 150? On this, again, I, I, I think it, if Young is back and healthy, which is probably not the case, right? and Giannis can't play again this series, I think Atlanta should be more than that. But the caveat is that Young is not, even if he comes back, is not right. going to be healthy. I mean, so I, 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 I'll I, say this. Maybe about... my, my, minus 35? One my, minus 135? I, maybe maybe even be a pick. I, I don't even... I'm, I'm, again, it's hard to handicap because we don't know what Young would right. be. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest question is Giannis, we don't know. We're just... We're in the dark right now. What we do know about Trey Young is we saw him gutted out in the fourth quarter and he was awful. He was really hurt. And I think most people, you heard Wes say it, I said it uh, on Danny's show earlier today. Most people were thinking it. Game time decision, questionable. Ah, Trey Young's going to play. If he couldn't play in this game, he must be really hurt. Yeah, I would say so. You know? So, or he listened to Perk. <laughs> what did Perk say? Oh, Perk said, it's not worth it, don't play. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I thought he'd give it a go. And this isn't a knock on Trey Young. This is, he must wow, be injury, really injury's much worse hurting. than you realize. So That's all it is. And it's flight to Milwaukee, back at it on Thursday. But they get it done tonight. Win by 22. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN.
feature at vsin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vsin.com. Jeff Parles, Tim Murray, make sure also to download the vsin app and the iHeartRadio app, all the audio for free. Uh, and uh, that's all day long here on vsin and uh, vsin.com. Jeff, Serena Williams pulled out of Wimbledon today. Yeah, it got hurt in the middle of that match. Yeah. So we will talk uh, to Pamela Maldonado uh, about Wimbledon uh, in uh, just a little bit. She is a great tennis handicapper. I know Gil has her on a bunch. We had her on during the Australian Open. Um, and uh, so she will join us uh, in uh, in just a little bit. Um, it is, it's going to be such, I, I just, I, I have a sneaky su- su- suspicion that, and this is this is just a hunch. There's nothing been reported. I just, I have a, I'm hoping for the best, but I am fearing the worst with with this Yana situation, with his potential of of returning, and you know maybe, I don't know if he tries to pull an AD and 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 come back too fast. You would hope you know the 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 training staff you know make sure that he's ready to go and and whatnot. But man. It looked bad. He went down in a ton of pain for those who missed it. And, you know, as much as I have crushed the Bucks tonight for, for how lackadaisical they seem to be and, and lacking energy in that first half, you lose Giannis, man. It's, it's, it's hard to come back from that. By the way, Milwaukee trailed by 10 when Giannis left the game. They lose 110-88. to 88 And uh, they were outscored the final... Seven minutes and 14 seconds of the third quarter, 25 to 10 by the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they, I, I thought you made a, you know a great point. I thought the first half was inexplicable, but you lose Giannis, you see your best player, your leader, two-time MVP in that type of pain. How how are you responding to that? I mean, look, it, it it's one of those where it makes sense that you would be let down. It would make sense that the uh, the uh, the the uh, wind goes out of the sails. That makes sense. The first can that can't happen in the first half. What what happened to them tonight? He scored thirty eight points. Like I, I, I know Atlanta was probably a little bit better than you would have hoped offensively against against you, but who are you beating scoring thirty eight points at this Nobody. point in the half? And and again. He had the fluky 86-83 game in the Brooklyn series, but come on, you're not you're not beating anyone when you're scoring 38 points in the first half on the road, no less, Tim. It's one thing to do it at home, but you can't do that on the road. And and we've seen it multiple times this postseason, even with Milwaukee. The no show in game one in this series, you could say. The uh the no show in game two against Brooklyn. The collapse in the second half against Brooklyn in game five. Just Again, just when you think, and it's kind of like what Wes told us about 20 minutes ago. Whenever you think the Bucks have finally turned the corner, something like this happens. And even pre-Giannis injury. Again, the Giannis injury is something totally different. But the no-show in the first half, that was same old Bucks. Oh, 100% agree. And, you, yeah, I mean, you think they, they turn the corner. Um, 
I'm sure people, when they lost game one to the Hawks, people were ready to say they, you know, yeah, they beat the Nets, but the Nets didn't have a healthy James Harden and Kyrie was hurt. Fair. But they also had Kevin Durant, and they found ways to win that series. They went in overtime, and I'm not going to discredit that. That first half was just so awful. And an opportunity to put your foot down on the throat of the Hawks, and you just don't do it. By the way, I don't know how, and credit to them for, for putting the line out. Boyd's just down you know, in, in here in uh, downtown Las Vegas. Milwaukee minus five and a half. How? You, you, I, I have nothing. I have nothing. I, I don't know how you can. I'm, surpri- again, I'm surprised there's a the, number. The assumption is, I think with that number, the assumption's got to be that. Giannis isn't playing. That neither are playing. Yeah. I, I, that has to be the assumption on the five and a half. Right, because tonight was six, was six and, a half and a half without with Giannis playing. No, six and a half, but with Trey Young was questionable. Goes to nine, nine when Trey Young's, Young's ruled out. out. So now you're back in Milwaukee, and it's that, five and a half. That's assuming no Giannis and a either a compromise. I guess a compromised Young. Yeah. I guess that's what their thought process is. I mean, right now the reports are that Trey Young is a game time decision. For Thursday night, and like I, he was tonight, and I do think it, it it needs to be brought up that you know this is a a home playoff game. You're down two games to one, and Trey Young can't get on the floor. In and honestly, he's a guy that to me has proven he's a pretty tough dude. Yeah, I'd say so. And looked very hurt at the end of the game, and 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 clearly showed that. And Adrian Wojnarowski's uh, reporting was earlier today. He he tried everything to get on the floor, just couldn't do it. So he's he's banged up, man. And if you're not playing in that in that game tonight, knowing that you're you're gonna lose. I mean, Trey Young could say, "I believe my teammates," all that. I think most people in that arena thought they were gonna lose tonight, and they didn't. They 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 outplayed the Bucks, and then Giannis gets hurt, but. Trey Young's really hurt, but man, that is that is an interesting line. I don't know if you could find many people who are going to be laying that number with the Milwaukee Bucks, Jeff. With the way that they played with Giannis, and now the fact that they don't have him, but is it one of those situations where your team, like tonight with Atlanta, rises to the occasion without its superstar because Chris Middleton has shown times that he can carry teams? He's done so in this postseason. He, you know, he did, did it in the, the did it in the fourth quarter. Did it in the fourth quarter. Ago. You have Drew Holiday, but man, that is uh, that is surprising. Um, Points bet just tweeted this out: series price Bucks minus two twenty five, Hawks plus one eighty five. How do you not take the Hawks? If you think Giannis isn't going to play, I think it's worth a cra- it's at yeah. least worth a crack. Yeah. And if Giannis plays, he's you think he's going to be compromised, but who knows? Who knows? <laughs> That's the mantra of this postseason. We know nothing. Oh, we do know nothing. Man, Bucks minus five and a half, minus two twenty five in the series. I, uh, the five and a half's more a little more crazy than the two twenty five. Serena Williams out at Wimbledon. What do we do? Next, it is the Nightcap. We'll talk to Pamela Maldonado right here on Decent. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. 
words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Indeed's instant match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. That's Jeff Parles. I'm Tim Murray. Pamela Maldonado here in just a moment. Vinny Maiulo, top of the hour. And tonight is, I think, at least to me, and hopefully to our viewers and listeners, a fascinating time to talk to someone like Vinny, Jeff, because what do you do as an odds maker? You wanna you wanna put out a price as 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 soon as possible, but you don't want to put out a, an incorrect price. So we've seen a couple spots to market where the Bucks are minus five and a half for Game Five come Thursday night, but we don't know the severity of Giannis's injury. We don't know when Trey Young can return. Right now, he's a game time decision. Points Bet has put out updated series price odds where the bucks are minus 225 and the buyback is hawks plus 185 so it is uh yeah it's it's a very it's a tricky time i mean odds makers have to deal with injuries all the time um but man it is uh yeah this is this is this is hard i mean this this is, is a lot different than again like 
here's here's the crazy thing. Like the last regular NBA season we had that wasn't impacted by COVID, you had the Kevin Durant injury things, Tim, where gets hurt in the middle of the postseason. The Warriors are still the favorite throughout the postseason. Doesn't matter. And then Durant comes back with three uh, with them down three one, and the odds completely shift all over the place going into that game five. And then Durant obviously got hurt. This is on a completely grand, a bigger scale just because of the amount that we have had throughout this postseason. And heck, just this series here where you have, again, the two best players in the series. We have no idea on Giannis's status. Mm-hmm. Trey Young couldn't go tonight with how bad the pain and the mobility was. So it's... It's impossible to make a proper line on this right now without knowing the actual statuses of these guys. And we won't know on Giannis tomorrow, and we probably won't know on Trey Young until about 35 minutes before tip in Game 5. Yeah, and uh, you know you know how my mind works most of the time uh, when I rattle, you know, rattle the marbles around upstairs. It is, that eh, seems a little fishy. That seems a little off. I don't know how you can lay five and a half with the Bucks. Yes, they'll be at home. They they should be geared up. They should be jazzed up, ready to go. But um, we'll, we'll talk to Vinny, top of the hour, get his thoughts on on where we stand with that. Um, I, I was about to say, let's go across the pond, but she's not across the pond. She's down in, in Texas. But uh, some, some serious news today and unfortunate news. Serena Williams uh, hurt. And she is uh, she is now out of Wimbledon. Um, I'm curious, Pam uh, Pamela Maldonado joining us right now. Pamela, where did you have Serena in the futures market? Did you think she was a good play just because of her success at Wimbledon? And now, how does that adjust things for you moving forward, looking at this futures board? I definitely believe that Serena could have made the final. She has made the final in back-to-back years, coming back from her pregnancy. So it was a complete shock to not just me, but I'm sure the rest of the world. I think that there is a lot of value still left up on the board. You have a couple of women. You have Ash Barty. She's been given a manageable draw. She's the favorite right now to win the tournament. And though she has not played since retiring from her second-round French Open match, she did have a hip issue. She won her first round versus Suarez Navarro pretty comfortably. She had 13 aces in that match. Her best finish at Wimbledon is a fourth round in 2019. But I think that her draw definitely sets up nice, nicely for a final. And she has versatility in her game. You want to talk about uh, women and having the type of weapons that they offer? Barty is somebody who has court coverage. She has wide angles. She has top spin, and she slices the ball. And slicing the ball on grass court surfaces, that really comes in handy. It keeps the ball low. It skids, and it really makes it difficult for your opponent to try to find a rhythm. So I think that Ash Barty is the favorite right now, and she should be. She's definitely somebody that's on my radar, and I think she can definitely make it to the final pretty comfortably. Just uh, looking at the rest of the uh, the board here, uh, Pamela, just is there anyone down the board in the women's side that you would be looking to take a shot at? I think Maria Sakari is somebody that's worth a look at. She lost in the semifinal at Roland Garros, but after defeating the defending champ, 
Iga Swiatek. That that was a really big time win for her. This is Sakari's first time as a top 16 seed. She's coming into this tournament with momentum, her confidence. It is real, especially in women's tennis. So if she can keep either of those going, she is uh, going to face potentially Sabalinka in the later rounds. So that's going to be a good matchup for her. She's at the bottom half of the draw. So I think Sakari is um, definitely somebody that's worth watch. We're talking to Pamela Maldonado. Uh, does fine work for uh, Odd Shark, and uh, always love having her on the show at Pamela M35 on Twitter. And uh, there's no doubt we'll be talking to Pamela uh, about some college hoop, uh, college football that has come the fall. But it's tennis time, and uh, it is my uh, my favorite uh, tennis tournament of the year. So uh, I'm looking right now uh, at the odds at DraftKings on the men's side. Uh, Novak Djokovic trying to uh, trying to win all of the Grand Slams uh, in a consecutive uh, after just a thriller of the French. He's odds-on at minus 162 at DraftKings. Uh, you look down the board, there's a familiar name that we all know, uh, one of the greatest of all time, and Roger Federer at 13-1. to 1. Uh, is, I'm sure there's a lot of people, Pamela, who are tantalized by that 13-1, to 1, but, but can Federer do it right now at his, at his uh, current state? That I'm wondering myself, and after today's match in his opening round, if he played like he did in the second or the third set, he had a lot of difficulty. What Federer is having problems with right now is finding his rhythm. He His timing is really off, but it's rightfully so. He's been out of match play for over a year. He is 6-3 and three on in 2021. He's still trying to find that groove. It's, everyone wants to say that it's muscle memory and it's just like riding a bike coming back into it. Match play is entirely different than practicing. And <laughs> Federer is trying to find his rhythm. He struggled there in the second set. He struggled in the third. But then in that fourth set, something clicked with him. All of his timing was on. He was slicing the ball. He had a really great um, precision with the serve. It, everything just came into pieces. If he can play like that, if he can find that game and sustain it, yes, he definitely has a shot here to make it into at least the quarterfinal. If he struggles like he has been all of 2021 and like he did in today's 20 in, in the second and the third round, in the second and the third set, then better. I don't expect him to run deep. Maybe a third, a third round. He's potentially going to face Sam Corey, who's a really great player. Um, uh, Cameron Nori, I'm sorry, and then uh, then he would eventually face, face Sam Quarry, who in the fourth round. So those are going to be really tough back-to-back matches for him, and he needs to find his game, and he needs to find it quick. Pamela, on the, on, on the men's draw side, obviously there's the huge upset uh, in the opening round. Uh, Sissipas goes out. Uh, to uh, Tim, yeah. Tim's guy, uh, Tiafoy. Uh, Hyattsville, Maryland, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and just just looking at the rest of the board, obviously Novak is a massive favorite. Uh, other than Fed, who I, I, I'm, I'm with you, just uh, a little bit too shaky for my liking today. Is there anyone else on the men's side that you're looking at and that, that can legitimately compete with Novak in this tournament? There's two players, and they're both at the bottom half of the draw. Um, his round, his he's going to make it. But uh, Djokovic should easily get into the final here. He has a walk into the final. But the bottom half is going to be the problem area for him. Whoever he faces in the final is almost guaranteed to have a big serve. And he struggled against big servers in the past. His last player that he lost to at Wimbledon was Sam Quarry. 
and he's at the bottom half of the draw. But if you want to talk about somebody who can contend, I think Berrettini, Matteo Berrettini, he's an Italian player. He is he has a slice. He has a drop shot. He has a little bit more variety to his game compared to the rest of the big servers, but he does have to get through a couple of players first, and one of those is Alexander Zverev. Now, if it is grass court and it is a fast surface and that complements big servers, and Berrettini has never defeated a top 10 opponent, and he potentially could face Zverev, who is a top 10 opponent, in the quarterfinal. So I do believe that if either Berrettini or Zverev, whoever gets through that match, could potentially be the one to walk away into the, walk into the final. Yeah, what about, uh, Pamela, last time we talked, uh, it was during the Aussie Open, and uh, you told us, play Medvedev, he gets to the final, uh, gave us an opportunity certainly to hedge off. Uh, I rolled with it, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but we, we had a chance, to, we, 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 we made money because of that. What do you think about Medvedev here? He's the two seed, so he's on the bottom of that bracket, but uh, how does his game portray to, to the grass? He's a tricky one to figure out because he doesn't have, he doesn't particularly do well on grass, but he has been doing well as of late. However, if you look at Medvedev's opponents who he's faced, they haven't been formidable opponents, but it's going to start getting trickier for him in the second round, in the third round. He's expected to play potentially Marin Chilich in the third round. Chilich has made it to the, has made it to um, the final here at Wimbledon. He has a big serve. He just got through, Medvedev just got through a really big test with Jan Leonard Struff. He went through that pretty well after he just lost to Struff a couple weeks ago. And now he's potentially also going to face Federer if Federer is informed by the quarterfinals. Then that means Federer has found his game, and that's going to be a really big test. But it all comes down, Medvedev is playing with confidence. He is playing with a different type of demeanor than we have seen from him. And it all started at Roland Garros when he has been so vocal, Medvedev, about not liking the clay court surface. And yet he went deeper than any of us would have imagined. And he's kind of taken that momentum, Medvedev, here into Wimbledon. And he's doing well. He can definitely run deep. But if it comes down to facing a Berrettini and or Zverev, that's too close for me to call. She is Pamela Maldonado, does a phenomenal job handicapping tennis, and can't wait to have you back on as we get closer and closer to college football. Pamela, appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. At Pamela M35 on Twitter. What would an odds maker do? And what will the odds makers do with the Bucks and Hawks? We'll ask one. Top of the hour. Stick around. It's the nightcap. You're on Visa. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.